This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. 2NURFM 103.7, we're talking travel. And Sally Lucas with us again today. Welcome. And uh, we know that there are lots of great places to go when we want to go on holiday. Sometimes how we go or how we plan is just as important as where we go. It is, Jane, and we've discussed some of these issues in the past. And when we say planning, I'm not just talking about looking up destinational information which we have discussed before and of course the more you do that the more you get out of the holiday <laughs> pardon me but the other thing you have to do is think about your health while you're traveling and obviously it is it's a, it's a very important thing and you can get unwell whilst you're away and if you're a person that has medication particularly you need to be more careful i guess than most and these are just it's mainly tips, they say, for the travelling senior that I've, I've obtained off a website, which people can look at. It's www.smarttraveller.gov.au. And if anyone doesn't have a computer, there is a phone number you can ring, which is toll-free, 1300 139281. And this is put together by the government to give people help and advice for travelling. But it doesn't necessarily mean it only applies to seniors. It could really apply to anybody. Um, and more and more Australians are travelling after retirement, which we all recognise now that that is something that is happening. And sometimes they might have waited a lifetime to take this journey. and it might They might not have travelled before. Some have, and that's fine. Um, there is a brochure which you you can even ring an order on this as well. But I just thought I'd go through some of the, the tips and hints to help you, I guess, stay healthy, stay well and then have a hassle-free holiday. Um, the main thing, as we all know, is to organise insurance before you go. I mean, that is just, you just cannot go without travel insurance. Just to give people an idea of some of the costs, um, daily hospitalisation costs in Southeast Asia can cost anything in excess of $800 a day. Um, New Caledonia and Numea's main hospital is a minimum of $1,500 a day, but intensive care starts at 3000 a day. And this is Australian dollars we're talking. Um, the return of a deceased person's remains, I mean, we don't like discussing this, but this does sometimes happen, can cost you in excess of $10,000. Um, and a medical evacuation from the United States can regularly cost anything from $75,000 up. Ooh. up into the hundreds of thousands of dollars. So, And I don't suppose any of these countries take our Medicare cards. Well, I was going to about say that. They, there is reciprocal health care agreements with some countries that we have, but these are not very many, of course. But that's Finland, Italy, Norway, Ireland, Malta, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Sweden and the United Kingdom. Um, now, what happens under these agreements is that Australians can be provided with urgent or emergency medical treatment overseas. But, however, general medical services are only provided, you know, if the treatment arises during the visit, it would be unreasonable to delay treatment until you get your, you know, your return date and all that sort of thing. So you've just got to be very careful with that. It's only really for emergency. So that, that's just something I wanted to mention. The main thing, of course, before you go, before departure, is visit your doctor. Make sure you have a health checkup before you go. Make sure everything's fine. And we often don't know we've got things. My, myself, I had a health issue I didn't know I had because I was feeling perfectly fine, but no, I, there, there was a health issue. So you're not always feeling unwell. Um, so do that and find out if any vaccinations or health checks are required before you're travelling anywhere. Um, malarial medication, for example, take as prescribed. You've got to 
prior to leaving whilst you're there and there's a time when you must take it after you come back. So just be aware that you're not just taking it whilst you're away. Look at the instructions, of course, of all these medications as well. Is Mate, it, is it yeah. easy to find out which areas are likely to have malaria? Yes. Your doctor will tell. We used to be able to give this sort of advice, but we have now been advised not to because the world is a changing situation. World Health Organisation forwards this information on to GPs, so it's always better to check with your GP, and that's, that's the best way to go. Um, what for whilst you're away, make up a small medical kit, obviously, to include things that you would normally need at home if you were feeling unwell, whether it be headache tablets, you know, antacids, antiseptic lotions, band-aids, cotton wool, you know, sunscreen, insect repellents and so on. And factor the effects of jet lag into your itinerary. And if you fly, it will affect you less when you fly west. It's, I don't know why, but that's, that's a known fact that when you fly one direction, which is west, you get more jet lag than flying east. So how should we, what should we do to factor this in, this factor? I guess you just got to make sure that you're rested before you go. Like, don't be rushing right up to the minute you fly out. Have lots of early nights, lots of sleep, lots of rest. Um, exercise, you know, walk. Um, drink lots of water, as we all know. And again, keep that up once you're on the flight, obviously. Get up, move around, even just do little leg exercises while you're sitting in your seat. Drink heaps of water, all those things, because that rarefied air is, is very drying and it, it will take more out of you than it does just you know, breathing normal oxygen on terra firma. So these are all the things you need to be aware of. And even whilst you're travelling, you know, just make sure if you've got medication, as we know, that you keep it in a Ziploc bag separate that you can present to people. Make sure you don't start packing it up in little separate pill boxes and that because they might know what it is with drugs today. So everything should be labelled with the correct labels. Always take... And, and do you mean the original manufacturer's label? Yes, like what you get from the chemist. Uh, make sure you take spare scripts. Um, we've gone through this before where some, a lady went into a chemist and thought she was buying the correct medication for her husband and she nearly caused his death because she didn't look at the milligrams and it was about four times stronger than the dose he takes at home. So these are things you've just got to be very careful with. Obviously, drink plenty of bottled water and even brush your teeth with it if you're worried about water in certain areas. Um, you know, be aware of uncooked food. Um, you know, fruits that can be peeled are obviously a lot easier. Um, if you're worried about certain countries with, with um, you know, eating meat or something, well, don't. Have vegetarian. It's not going to kill you, even if you're not a vegetarian. I mean, I've done it many times myself, and, and I'm not a vegetarian. But, you know, you go to countries that have beautiful food, fresh vegetarian food. There's nothing nicer, especially the way they cook it, whether it be Vietnam, India, or whatever. You can get some beautiful food. So it's just, yeah, just being aware. And also to help avoid deep vein thrombosis. I know it's an issue with lots of people. And, again, there's no real fixed rule of thumb on that. Some people will get it and some won't, you know. But, obviously, the restricted... Uh, seating in economy class. It's more an economy class syndrome. It's rare that you would get it in business or first because you've got that much more leg room and space to move around. So this is why it's so much more important if you're travelling normal economy that you you know you stretch your feet and your lower legs and walk around the cabin and drink plenty of fluids and avoid alcohol. They say taking an aspirin is another thing that has been recommended that just keeps your blood flowing nicely. And also, if you're worried, you do if you do suffer with a bit of swelling or anything like that, get some fluid tablets from your doctor so that you don't get off the other end with these elephants' feet and legs, which can happen. And again, movement helps that as well. And also they say, again, it's not a proven fact, but using those compression stockings does actually help. So just think of doing that as well. So lots of little issues there, but yes, it's just it just makes your 
trip hassle-free, healthier, hopefully, that you've really looked after yourself as well of enjoying your holiday. To NURFM 103.7 and we're talking travel. This program is brought to you by our sponsor Travel World on King. And what are some of the places with the wow factor, Sally Lucas, that we can go to? There is so many of those, Jane. I think I could um, go on forever, but of course we can't do that today. Um, and I was just looking the other day, actually, I wasn't going to mention this one, but there were some amazing photos came across the net of Niagara Falls in winter and the way they light it and with icicles and, oh, the photos were just stunning. And again, you can imagine doing it. We all think of going to these places when it's not winter, but if you go there in winter, you just see it under such a different light. It looked absolutely amazing. So, I mean, I'm mentioning that even though I hadn't intended to. Um, some of the different things you can do, different and amazing, I guess. You can do horse riding now in the Copper Canyon which can be organised here before you go. Now, that's quite an unusual thing. Which canyon's that? In Mexico. Ah. Yes, Mexico. So um, there's some wonderful horse riding there for people. I mean, there's lots of people in the Hunter Valley I know are, are well into their, their horse riding and love of horses. So this would be something fantastic to do. And I, I haven't seen anything like this before that you can organise from here. So it's a bit of a first, I think. And there's four different um, horse riding packages you can do. Some of them are um, like only a night camping, three nights in hotels, some are four nights hotels if you're more a hotel person, but you're still horse riding each day, staying in missions and places like that. You know, I just think it would be absolutely fabulous. And the, the scenery going through the Copper Canyon, all the photos I've seen of it looks absolutely stunning. So there's various different ones, two nights in hotels, two nights camping and so on. But, yes, these are done through a company called Contours Travel who specialise basically in, like Cuba where I went to, I was a guest of Contours and the Caribbean and Mexico. It's, it's their specialist area and they're always coming up with different little programs and itineraries. So anyone who wants to go to Mexico and include something really different, I think that would be a wonderful thing to do with your horse ride in the Copper Canyon. Another area that's close to my heart that I'm dying to get back to and, well, not get back to completely is Africa. I've only done south and, of course, the Vic Falls area. But this is um, an opportunity to do the gorillas. Um, and that, to me, would be, again, something. They're, they're rare now, the silverbacks. There's not, they reckon there's only about 100 of them left. And it's not cheap to do this, um, and I'm not going to go through costs today because you've got to actually get a trekking permit once, once you're there, and that's always an optional extra. And that can vary between 275 and 375 US just to get the trekking permit. And then you've got, your, of course, your travel on top of that. But this is something extremely special, and it would be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You do need to be relatively fit because you're climbing up to find wherever they are, and wherever they are may vary. But you can get quite close and it is a remarkable experience. There's all sorts of different ones you can do. This one is out of Kampala in Uganda, and you're going up through into the national parks in Uganda. And as I said, the treks will vary because it's obviously where the gorillas are. It's not a zoo. You're in their territory, and the the um, trek leaders have to you know check out where they are. And if they're not there or if the weather's bad or they think that they're a bit edgy, well, they won't go. So you've got to have a bit of time up your sleeve that you can be flexible. But I just think that would be absolutely a remarkable thing to do. There is another one in this African area, and this is camping. And it's a fantastic itinerary, actually. It goes from Windock to the Victoria Falls, and you're going through all sorts of areas here in Namibia and Botswana, and you're going to private game farms, and you're camping. And again, I think camping in Africa under that sort of sky where you discuss your day around a campfire 
and you know everything you've seen and you're really hearing the animals all around you it, it would just be wonderful it does the Okavango Delta as well Chobe National Park and of course Vic Falls which is absolutely spectacular in itself so long as you're lucky enough to be there of course when there's lots of water and not in a drought I mean I, I was fortunate to be there when it was just thundering over and it was just an amazing spectacle I mean as was Iguazu Falls in, in um, uh, South America which again is another wonderful thing you can do so we're talking about all these wonderful different things you can do and another one is a Moroccan adventure that goes from Casablanca to Marrakesh and again that would be absolutely fabulous as well I mean you're going all through some wonderful areas here including going up into the Atlas Mountain and trekking the Atlas Mountains as well again we're not talking for the faint hearted you've obviously got to be a fairly fit person uh, the Atlas Mountains are North Africa's greatest mountain range and it's pretty harsh and rugged in places but it's also a, pl- a place of great beauty and I think that would be wonderful to do as well so these are just some of the really different things but for those who aren't into all that adventure and trekking Paris always comes back to Paris doesn't it there's a couple of apartments just come online that you can book now in right smack bang in the centre of Paris and a lot of the apartments when you go to these places are quite small so if you've got like a family or two couples it's really pretty squeezy anyway these are two five-star apartments right in the centre. You've got to be staying there for seven nights, may I say that? So it means you're having to have a week in Paris, heaven forbid. Wouldn't that be awful? Um, the the most of the, or the largest one that can accommodate up to six persons, actually, because it's got two bedrooms, a king-size, twin beds in the second, but a queen-size sofa bed. So you could really even fit, I was saying four originally, but you could fit six people in there, whether it be a family or two families with a child, two you know, husbands and wives or whatever. $700 a night, but if you're dividing that between six people for luxury accommodation, and it's all marble and limestone in the bathrooms and, you know, ultra-modern kitchen with Miele appliances and there's, you know, leather lounges and it just looks stunning. I've had a look at the photos on the net and honestly, it is just beautiful. I mean, it's right in the heart of the opera, that one. There is another one that's just a one bedroom and it's a duplex on two levels but you've got a bedroom upstairs with the ensuite and downstairs is actually a um, again a leather a queen sofa bed, well, lounge converts, and also a single leather chair that converts to a single bed. So you could even have a family of five, or again, two couples, and that's from five fifty a night. Now that rate's an all-year rate, so there's no high and low season, and you get private chauffeur-driven transfers to and from the apartment, and someone takes you through and tells you all about the apartment and so on. So yes, I just thought, wow, you know, if you really wanted a special week, whether it's a special anniversary or just a nice time with some friends to celebrate something, how about that for a touch of luxury? That's certainly has got the wow factor. In fact, all of those have as we talk travel here on 2NURFM 103.7.